Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Communication Means Talking Together. This is Arjun Bakshi. This week, I thought we'd talk about trust. Trust is one of those very common words. We use it all the time. And yet as a practice, as something we actually embody or display or in some manner utilize in our day-to-day, it's, it's one of those things that's kind of elusive. If you think about it, there's fewer and fewer people in our lives, fewer and fewer things in our lives that we can really count on, right? Because that's where the word trust comes from, to be reliable, to be dependable. And if you trace the root word all the way back, it's sort of like, you know, the, the strong roots of a large tree, right? One of those old trees that's been there maybe 100, 200 years, longer than anybody in the village or town can remember. And it's always there. And it always is tall, sturdy, reliable, dependable. If you stand on its branches, the branches won't break. If you sit under it, it will give you shade. So as I sort of talk through just this this poetry of the root word, there you have it, pun unintended, meaning of the word trust, it really does feel like that, right? It really does feel like trust or having trust is very much related to a history of past actions and the ability that we have to create a persona, a track record, a sense of reliability in the other that, hey, if I give this work to Michael, it'll get done. If Joan is looking at the numbers, they must be solid. If David is picking us up, he's going to be on time. That's the kind of, I guess, characteristic we'd all love to be associated with, right? That once something is made uh, our, our responsibility, that we'll come through on it. I mean, just flip it the other way, if you'd like. Oh, he's handling it? Okay, cross your fingers. Imagine if someone would say that about you. It'd be terrible, right? And of course, on the interpersonal level, trust is something that you can put words to and you can put actions to. Like, hey, let me pick up the check this time. Um, let me pick you up, uh, you know, for dinner this time. It's my turn to pick you up. Last time you picked me up or last time you picked up the check. And in that interpersonal sense, trust is, um, it's easier to get a hold of. It's harder when it's abstract and when it's sort of scaled up for tens, hundreds, if not thousands, maybe even millions of people. I was just reading an article today and uh, a company called Morning Consult that does a lot of uh, polling and surveys on a variety of topics. They they had in 2022, um, as I'm sure a lot of companies produce such reports, the most trusted companies in the U.S. And there's some very 
known names in there. But you know what was amazing about the names? None of the names that were in the top 10 or 20, um, and you're welcome to look it up. Uh, I actually think I posted it on, on my LinkedIn. It, it, they were flashy names. There were names like Clorox was on there or UPS was on there. You don't even think about some of these companies, right? You just buy, you know, on your Amazon.coms or your Walmarts or wherever you go to your shopping online. And, you know, it tells you, okay, great. See, uh, you know, the product will reach you in two days, two days, five days, 10 days, whatever, whatever the promise the company makes. But then you know that it'll get there at or before that, that window. Now we've been disappointed before, right? But somehow companies like UPS, um, are able to convince us that this is, uh, still, still a covenant. We will, we'll, we'll be there on time or early. And they've gotten really good about it. I'm not trying to plug their product, but I'm, I'm thinking my own experience as well. And probably the same with some of those household products down there, different soap companies, shampoo companies, um, your, uh, I guess even entertainment product companies, but none of them were like the flashy products. A lot of them were the sort of what you would call old faithful products. And I, and I read through the, the report uh, to see what question people were asked. And it's not just dependability. And I think this was a big takeaway for me. It wasn't just that the respondents felt, hey, these companies are dependable. It's like they're dependable, but also I trust them to do the right thing. Let that sink in for a minute. I trust them to do the right thing. And I was completely unrelated to this. I was having a conversation with... um uh, friend the other day and I was remembering many years ago almost 10 years ago I was having something uh, delivered to uh, my house something I bought online and it was a you know not a cheap product it was a product of some some value and uh, so I, I really wanted to be there to pick it up because uh, you know I wanted to make sure it, I safely put it away before anything happened to the package and I remember getting a notification and a call, I think, from the delivery person uh, that, hey, you know, um, uh, it, it, it was dark. There were some people out there. I was worried about leaving your product. I know it's not, uh, you know, soap and shampoo in there. Something important in here. Why don't you come by to the, uh, the shipping warehouse? Sure ID and pick it up that way. You'll get your package. I thought that was really helpful. And I think that's what connects to this, the survey, right? The trust is not just about being dependable. It's about doing the right thing. It's about people thinking about what it means to what, what values we uphold, right? And if we're really trying to help the customer out or we're really trying to help our stakeholder out, our teammate, um, our colleague from a different team whomever it is, right, that, that you're interacting with, you're, you're trying to give the other person um, the best help you can give them and so that, you know, things don't go uh, awry. 
and, and there's a feeling in there about caring and respect almost that I think is is really remarkable. So when we're thinking about, I guess, managing a team, leading a team, working on projects with people, how can we take all these sort of abstract concepts and, you know, embody them in our interaction? Well, one way might be that you think about setting up certain rules of engagement, behaviors. Uh, some companies that have uh, consulted for have this wonderful practice, like uh, back pre-COVID when everybody met more so in person. It's a little harder these days, but um, it, it could still come back. They'd have on various walkthroughs, conference rooms, meeting rooms on the wall. They'd have the company mission, the company values, the company culture, you know, on a very prominent, permanent, almost plaque kind of object. And you'd, uh, you'd be able to see that. And I think it would really help people who were meeting in those rooms. I know it caught my attention whenever I was waiting for uh, somebody to join for a meeting and be it, you know, let the other person speak first, listen and then speak or uh, listen to understand, not listen to uh, respond, right? All, all the good few tips that we're, we're trying to practice here in the professional world. Those kinds of reminders are really helpful. So when we're engaging with a group of people in a team, right, and we're trying to get a project done, getting try, trying to get some objectives done, deliverables done, setting up rules of engagement is important, right? Asking people to let you know when this happens so that you can respond in such a way and so and so forth. Showing people that you've done this before. Building a little back credibility is really important to building trust. I think one of the most important things you can do is showing them not just that you know the job, but that you have been successful at this before. That you have, maybe you've got some wins and losses. That's okay. You don't have to have a perfect track record. But what if you have a perfect snapshot of what could be some uh, learning points from even a previous failure, so to speak. And you know now, having gone through that failure, what exactly needs to be done to minimize repetition of that failure. So in other words, when we're having these conversations, we're trying to build trust, trying to build credibility, trying to build rapport even with to get the people on the project or on the team. Letting them know who we are, letting them know what we've done, letting them know what we want to do is so important because by the end of it, trust is, it, it's twofold. It, it can be the kind of trust where you know exactly what you're dealing with and you have no worries and you can close your eyes and nothing will go wrong. That's one kind of trust. The other kind of trust is maybe you don't know everything about the other person. You've only met them a few times. It's hard to know everything about a person. 
we only met them a few times. But there is some essence of their values and their sense of right and wrong and their sense of personal integrity that if you can get that across about yourself, that no matter what, you will not allow a project to be delayed. No matter what, you will not allow uh, anyone to cut corners, for, for example, and so forth. And then you actually come through on that. So in other words, you make a promise and you come through on a promise. That That is a beautiful way to start to build trust again. But what if the trust is built and it is tarnished, right? And that does happen sometimes where we're not perfect. We, uh, things fall through, they're out of our control. I think it's important in those moments when we're questioning a relationship with someone, whether we should work with them, whether we shouldn't work with them, uh, whether it was a mistake, etc. Think back to critical moments when, and this is so true of my own life, that I think back to whichever person I might be having an argument with. I think back to a critical time. What's one thing they did for me, a good thing they did for me, that I really needed at the time, that I didn't ask for, and they did it anyway. And usually I try and put the people in my life that I can really, you know, believe in. And they won't always be absolutely perfect, but they have it in them to do something good as the best of their ability. And so what what, what you're able to do is you're able to hold on to their intent. And so you're able to parse between what they're wanting to do and what they're able to do. Sometimes we want to do the right thing. We're not able to do the right thing. So I think if as long as you can see the essence, the intent, the willingness and the deep-rooted sense of right and wrong in the person is overall strong and they just had a bad day, maybe things were out of their control, maybe there were other circumstances and maybe there was miscommunication, right? We're not perfect ourselves. I think it gives you a chance to try anew. And if in the next go round, the old reasons for you trusting them in the first place come through, well, I think if this is a plant, if trust is a plant, it has begun to bloom again. And before you know it, the relationship is rock solid once again. Well, hopefully this gives you some food for thought, folks. It was always, it's always a pleasure to chat with you. Uh, feel free to say hello on LinkedIn or come to our website, culturespeak.com. If you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your, your content from, feel free to give us a like, a share, and a few stars and tell your friends about us. And as always, have a wonderful, wonderful week.